Good morning to Radhakala Chanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. It is always an excellent opportunity for me to improve on knowledge of the scriptures, to improve on how to present myself before the Lord and to have the association of the Lord and all of his assembled devotees, those that are in their bodies, Vapu, uh, and those that are transcendentally always there when the scriptures are read. So today is July 8th, 2019, Monday, and we are rounding out up in the 12th canto and the summarization. I believe that chapter is called the Srimag. Is it the Srimag Bhagavatam summarized? Ah, the glories of Srimag Bhagavatam. The previous chapter was Srimag Bhagavatam summarized. So it looks like we are going to read text 20, and we will also read text 21, because text 20 does not have a purport, and we'd like to have a purport, and then allow the Lord to give us the understanding to expound upon it. But before we do that, we'd like to get the mercy of any scriptures that we read. And whatever the Lord is available, well, he's always available. But whatever he gives to us, the mercy. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasu. Oh, I'm a little ahead of myself. We've got to get other mercy. The love of Krishna Farada. <laughs> ah, must be the heat in Dallas. Jayaradamadhava. Kunjabi Hari Jayaradhamadhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kiridharajari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kiridharajari Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamunati Ravanachari 
Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai. Nitai Goro Haribol, 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 Nitai Goro Haribol, Nitai Goro Haribol. Haribol, Haribol, Nitai Goro Haribol. Now, we are reading Canto 12, Chapter 13, Text 20, and we are rounding the corner on the one of the many completions of Srimad Bhagavatam because as you know you can read the scriptures once and it just might completely go over your head like it did me Uh, maybe it doesn't happen with everyone but it did me you can read it a couple of times and there is always something new, fresh, and relevant that you should be guaranteed to get from the scriptures. And this last section is on the glories of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Previous chapter was on the summarization, and I didn't think it was possible to summarize the Srimad Bhagavatam, but With Krishna, anything is possible. So as I was saying earlier, we're starting with text 20, and because it doesn't have a purport, we're going to go to text 21, which we could not put on the board because there was not enough room, but if anyone has um, has it on their phone, you can repeat afterwards. Text 20, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Namastasma Bhagavate Vasudevaya Sakshani Yaidam Kripa Kasmai Diya Chakshe Mamukshava Namastasma Bhagavate Vasudeva Sakshani Yaidam Kripa Kasme Diya Chakshe Mamukshava Namastasme Bhagavate Vasudevaya Sakshane Yaidam Kripa Kasmai Via Chakshe Mamukshava And we will do word for word Namaha obeisances Tasmai to him Bhagavate the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
Vasudevaya, Lord Vasudevaya. Sakshane, the supreme witness. Ya, who, idam, this. Kripaya, out of mercy. Kasme, to Brahma, via Chakchase, explained. Mamukshave, who was desiring liberation. And the translation here for text 20 is, we offer our obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vasudevaya, the all-pervading witness who mercifully explained this science to Brahma when he anxiously desired salvation again. We offer our obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vasudev, the all-pervading witness, who mercifully explained this science to Brahma when he anxiously desired salvation. Going on. To text 21. Yogendraya namas tasme shukaya brahma rupani samsara sapadastam yo vishnuratam amamuchat yogendraya namas tasme shukaya brahma rupani samsara sapadastam yo Vishnuratam amumuchat, Yogendraya namastasme, Sukaya brahmarupani, Samsarasarpadastam yo, Vishnuratam amumuchat, Yogendra, to the king of mystics, Namaha, obeisances, Tasme, to him, Shukaya, Sukadev Goswami, Brahmarupani, who is a personal manifestation of the absolute truth, Samsarasapa, by the snake of material existence, Dashtam bitten, Ya. Who? Vishnuratam. Riksha Maharaj. Amumuchat. Freed. I offer. Translation. I offer. My humble obeisances. To Sri Sukadev Goswami. The best of mystics. Mystic sages. And a personal Manifestation of the Absolute Truth. He saved Maharaj Parikshit, who was bitten by the snake of material existence. Again, I offer my humble obeisances to Sri Sukadev Goswami, the best of mystic sages, and a personal manifestation of the absolute truth. He said, Maharaj Pradikshit, 
who was bitten by the snake of material existence. And the purport here is Sukadev Goswami now offers obeisances to his own spiritual master. I'm sorry, Sutta Goswami now offers obeisances to his own spiritual master, Sukadev Goswami. Srila Vishwanatha Chakravati Thakur clarifies that just as Arjun was placed into material confusion so that Bhagavad Gita might be spoken, so King Parikshit, a pure liberated devotee of the Lord, was cursed to die so that Srimad Bhagavatam might be spoken. Actually, King Pariksha is Vishnurata, eternally under the protection of the Lord. Sukadev Goswami liberated the king from his so-called illusion to exhibit the merciful nature of a pure devotee and the enlightening effect of his association. Hmm. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadara Hashivasadi Shikora Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So as we are completing again the Srimad Bhagavatam the nectarian essence of all the scriptures. I take a personal note to all of this. And of course, everyone will have a personal note on the experience of the scriptures. But here we are, here I am. And I'm thinking about the first time that I came across devotees. At that time, As an adult, there was nothing that could be told to me that was new about God. As a matter of fact, from my upbringing, which was Christianity, Baptist, and then on later in life, non-denominational, I knew everything. I was under the understanding that the Lord's story was told through his son, And it was a very brief history of his son's life with um, innuendos or um, references to the Lord, which I never questioned. It was good enough for my parents. So it's like, why do, why, why question this? This is all I need to know. And I was under the understanding that with these bodies of ours, 
When we died, these same bodies we took to heaven. And there was this one big place called heaven. And we would reunite with our family members and we would just enjoy ourselves in heaven. Now understand, as an adult, as a parent, well, even before being a parent, but as an adult, this was my understanding of God. So what to say when I went through the Bhagavad Gita, then on to Srimad Bhagavatam, to have this totally new world open up to me that tells me about God the Father. And it goes on to describe that we are all one big family, that God is eternally loving, that he does not care what part of the world you come from, but with us, we are so much into identity. We describe ourselves as Westsiders, Eastsiders, um, Dallasites, um, those that are from, um, well, let's say Plano. I'm not picking on Plano, but we're just saying citizens from Plano, from the cultural identity of Hindi. Muslim, Irish, German, Japanese, American, African. We have redefined and re-identified ourselves. And in actuality, we did this on our own. And to come to the understanding, because there's so many understandings that you can get from the scriptures, but to come to the understanding that this is really not our true essence, this is not who we really are, but because we wanted to enjoy, like the Lord, we came to the material world and were contaminated by material nature, depending on whatever modes of nature we fit it we fit in at that particular point in time it would be one humongous desire dream goal that we came to understand that we really are one family to think Let's say, for instance, that Krishna resided in India does not mean that Krishna consciousness is an Indian faith. We know better. Krishna is united all over the world. We have separated ourselves. And if we are fortunate, we can do better than the United Nations. 
and come together and join ourselves under the understanding that we are part, I like that part and parcel, of the supreme personality of Godhead. That the only difference that's there is the one that we place there. That we are on the level of ignorance when we can look at another person and identify them. When you really think about it, it's kind of hard not to see someone and just see the physical features, but in our mind to identify them as this particular culture, that particular culture, to one day come to the understanding of looking at another person and knowing that that is a family member of mine. When we have an opportunity to study the Srimad Bhagavatam, we can also understand that our lives are not wasted because even though we may not be able to read all of the Vedas, reading in addition to the Bhagavad Gita, reading the Srimad Bhagavatam covers the essence of the scriptures. Everything one needs to know is there. It is very important to have a teacher, which is why it is very key to have a guru. It is very important to not only have a guru, but to chant regularly, to have good association, to take an opportunity, every chance you have, to hear from the scriptures. As long as what you're hearing has not been tampered with or changed, these are the words of the Lord. Bhagavad Gita states, as it is, meaning no other translation need be made of it. The words are true. It's pure, pure knowledge from the Lord. But yet there are books out there that call themselves Bhagavad Gita, but they've been tampered with, like other religious scriptures. But you have to come to the understanding that in order to understand the Vedic scriptures, you have to be in a mood of surrender. You actually have to know that everything you thought you knew, you didn't know. Just as I did. When I came to the scriptures, I thought I knew everything. To hear and to read all of this was so overwhelming, I ran away from it. Because it was too much at one time. But then I could not stay away from the scriptures. It was like I wanted to know more. And the more I was curious, the more I surrendered to new knowledge, the more I was able to gradually read a little bit more, understand a little bit more, and accept the truths in the words of the Lord. And to understand that the purpose on earth is not to just enjoy the body, sense gratification personified. We are to be in a mood of service. And to be in a mood of service to the Lord, we accomplish that by serving a servant. 
of the servant, of the servant of the Lord. We serve. We are servants. If you don't believe that, go to your job and sit at the desk or at a machine or a computer and just sit there. You will not be paid because you're not doing anything. You are not serving the purpose for which that company hired you for. Be at home with your your pet or animal or whatever and just sit there. Eventually that animal's going to be very disturbed because you're not serving it. You're not feeding it. The point I'm making is we all in some way or another serve someone. Why not serve the supreme personality of Godhead? Why not try to come to the understanding of who he is? It's okay if you don't get all of the scriptures the first time. If you're fortunate enough, you have enough time to read it again and again until you have an understanding of the scriptures. But then understand this. You will not completely know the Lord, but you will have a better understanding of him. Even the demigods cannot know the Lord to such an extent. So what to say of the jivas? I am fine just knowing that the Lord is all of our father. He is our father. And I hate to keep saying this, but he has everything that we need. And sometimes the most simplistic things that we need to do, we find difficult to do. And the most difficult things that we need to do, we do. The most simplistic thing that we need to do is to accept the scriptures as they are. And when you follow the process, and there is a process, best scientific process there is, reading, chanting, hearing, association, serving, bhakti yoga, gradually you will come to an understanding that this is not, none of this is a myth. This is not a myth. Someone sat down and put together this story. This is spiritual history. These are lives. And we've been given the opportunity to take a look and to see what has transpired, what is still going on in various worlds, and to understand that the instructions in the scriptures are here. From the beginning, from the process of birth, right up until the process of leaving the body, and upon leaving the body, knowing that that's not the end of the world. Initially, that's what I thought. I thought that was it. Well, okay, I've left my body, I'm going to heaven, and that's it. There is so much more to it. There is so much more to it, and that is why it is so important to follow the scriptures, to read. Srila Prabhupada once wanted us to read at least an hour a day. And what I'm finding out is that sometimes we can get a little sidetracked. I get a little sidetracked. But I do notice a difference that when I'm reading the scriptures, when I'm chanting, When I am hearing scripture, there is a 
Tarion, a very sweet understanding and association of the information that I'm receiving. And that I'm comfortable with it because I've known it before. It's just that being in this material world on this planet called Earth, our senses have become covered and we've forgotten who we are. In text 21, what is interesting is that it talks about the fact that Pariksha Maharaj, his whole process of Pariksha cursing the sage because he thought he was being ignored and the sages, and he puts a snake around the sage's neck and the sage's son comes along and he sees a snake around, snake around his father's neck. He curses Pariksha Maharaj, but it really is not a curse. It really isn't. We think that when bad things happen to us, it's a curse. It is not a curse. It is not a curse. There is a purpose behind it. And you keep going until you find what that purpose is. The answers are in the scriptures. And if you don't get it the first time, keep reading it. That's the point. Keep reading the scriptures. If you don't understand, sit chant. If you were sincere enough, the Lord will open up a passageway gradually for you to understand. Some people, it may take a month. It may happen immediately. Some people can become Krishna conscious, God conscious immediately. Some people, it takes a lifetime. So we can't compare our understanding and our realizations with anyone. We are totally unique and separate entities, but part of a whole. That sounds like some science, scientific show. But we actually are. Maharaj Pariksit story is told in order that the Srimad Bhagavatam could be written. There's a reason behind everything that happens. When you hear someone say, There are no accidents. There really are not any accidents. Either you create them, someone else creates them, or it was just bound to happen based on the energy that we're surrounded by. If you're in a particular group of people, there's certain things that are going to happen to you. Period. The best group that I have ever come across in all my life is the group of God consciousness. Now, the Lord is so merciful that he gives you an opportunity to come to him at different levels. Maybe not as a devotee of Krishna. Maybe as... And I say this with the utmost respect. Maybe as a Baptist. Maybe as a non-denominationalist. Maybe as a Lutheran, maybe as a Catholic, whatever we can handle at a particular point in life, the Lord presents it to us until we are ready to come to him. But if you stay on the path, eventually you will find your way to him because he wants you to find him and to come to him more 
than we could ever imagine, more than we want to be with him. He wants us to be with him because that's where we belong. But while we're in on this material planet, in this world, utilize what the Lord has given us. Everything we have is his. And it amazes me that people that go through life, and I'm sure I've, I'm, I've done it, but you go through life and you enjoy, but you don't give back to the source. The Lord is the source. Everything is his. And all we're doing is we're giving him back what's his. But that makes a difference. Because when you give to him with love and devotion, it's like they mentioned yesterday. I, I can't. I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. But they mentioned it's like a child giving a parent a present. Well, that child's not working, so that child has gotten money from the parent. And they're just giving it back. But a good parent receiving from a loving child, the heart swells. It is so full of love because here's my child giving me something back, even though I really gave it to him or her. They're giving it back to him, to me. That's what we need to do with whatever it is that we have been given. Flower, leaf, water, whatever we are able to render to the Lord, do it. He knows what our capabilities are. And It really isn't fair to have or to live such an opulent life and forget where the source of the opulence is coming from. Whatever we earn, whatever we have, give some back to the Lord. Some say 50%, some say 10%. Time, place, circumstance. Whatever you're able to give back. But, as is with a parent, when you are giving, Krishna will overwhelm you with what he gives back to you. Overwhelm you, because you are giving it with love and devotion. And that melts Krishna's heart. Maharaj Parikshit really didn't suffer. Krishna elevated him. How lucky he was to be used for this purpose of the scriptures being written. And again, as we're ending the Srimad Bhagavatam, You see Sutta Goswami, or you understand the Sutta Goswami in the 21st text is saying, I offer my humble obeisances to Sri Sukadev Goswami, the best of mystic sages and a personal manifestation of the absolute truth. He saved Maharaj Parikshit who was bitten by the snake of material existence. It wasn't just a snake, it was the metaphor. Snake of material existence. 
Sutta Goswami, purport, now offers obeisances to his own spiritual master, Sukadev Goswami. Srila Vishwanatha Chakravati Thakur clarifies that just as Arjun was placed in material confusion so that the Bhagavad Gita might be spoken, and if we remember, Arjun was on the battlefield, the Kurusetra, and he did not want to fight, he did not want to kill family members, but Again, in order for the Bhagavad Gita to be spoken, Arjun had to go through this process. Because really, he wasn't killing anyone. They were already dead. He was just going through the motion. And it was all for a purpose. And Krishna was there to explain the process to him. As is being explained to us in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Again, Srila Vishwanatha Chakravati Thakur clarifies that just as Arjun was placed into material confusion so that Bhagavad Gita might be spoken, so King Parikshit, a pure, liberated devotee of the Lord, was cursed to die so that Srimad Bhagavatam might be spoken, but we know he didn't die. He went on to the spiritual world. Actually, going on, King Pariksha is Vishnurata. He's eternally under the protection of the Lord. Sukadev Goswami liberated the king from his so-called illusion to exhibit the merciful state of a devotee, of a pure devotee, and the enlightening effect of his association. And the one point, and I can't take full credit for this statement, but I came across it as I was going over the notes for the text today. I came across this last night. And let me see if I can repeat it, probably not verbatim, but so many instructions have been given to us in the scripture. I'm not reading the prize statement, but so many instructions have been given to us in the scripture. How to get back home to the Lord. We've been given the knowledge. And at some point, we will realize, probably sooner than later, that we don't belong here. This is not our home. But we have been given this transcendental knowledge from the scriptures to understand the devotional process, to understand devotional service, renunciation, to take every opportunity to hear from the scriptures how to become liberated. How to use what belongs to God in his service. How to understand who we are. And understand this. This is the key part. When we always think of Krishna and work sincerely, everything will be taken care of 
automatically. And that gem dropped into my eyesight from the uh, Srila Prabhupada calendar from yesterday. Just to know something so seemingly simple that we can do to not conquer everything, but to have whatever it is we need to always think of Krishna and to work sincerely and to know everything will be taken care of automatically. Whatever it is that we truly need that Krishna knows better than we do. Accept it. Surrender. Very simple process. Once you get a grip on what your connection is to the Supreme. There's nothing anyone else can offer you that Krishna cannot offer you. There is nothing anywhere as potent as the love, as the abundance of everything that Krishna has in store for us. So I'll end at this point. And we're ending at text 21. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pamananda.